Welcome back to the Give It Gas podcast. Today is a special edition because we got my mama here. Dylan's like, we got to get your mama on, so we got mama on. And I think you've been saying, I I think you've been saying you want to, here, we'll slide this a little bit closer to you. I think you've been saying you wanted to get on because you want to redeem yourself a little bit because I talk trash. (laughs) (laughs) Little do the viewers know I talk more trash to your face than I do on camera. You do because I listen to the podcast. Yeah. I talk more trash in the store than I do. So anyways... This is Christine. Um, without her, the store would not run because I manage way too much. So I give you a lot of crap, but realistically, you keep the cogs turning and you have been for forever. And so we just got some more part time employees in, and they're hopefully going to leave your case. And Meg- Megan made a joke. She made, she doesn't listen to this, so we're good. Megan's like, I bet you, as soon as she can, she's going to start taking some breaks. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, Maybe, but the rule was that she wasn't allowed to take breaks. Bringing in part-time employees were... Um, would free me up to do other things. To free you up to do more work. Yeah, right. it does. So that's all Dylan wants. He's like, can you bring some help in so I can be freed up to do more work? Yep, I totally I get that. that. So anyways, today's a special podcast. We should have... I was thinking, Dylan, we should have... And Dylan doesn't have a mic today. Hopefully, we'll get this worked out for the next one. Can he just yell? He could, but it may or may not pick up. I was thinking about this though. We should have done this for the Memorial Day one. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool. And then like, right. so we're we're gonna call this Memorial Day Extended Podcast. And why? Oh, it's look at that. She has the cup. I didn't even see it. So my mom. Here's the other a, side. Was a Marine. No one knows what that is. So we're gonna have that explained. People know what that is. Barely anyone knows. Okay. About that, unless you're a Marine. So you were Marine for how many years? Twenty-two and a half. Twenty-two and a half. I grew up with a first sergeant when she retired but I thought it would be really cool today to use like especially with like Memorial Day that just happened and everything to use today to kind of so you kind of know the premise of this podcast it's personal and business like finance and e-commerce and all that stuff yeah so we get people in our store all the time young kids that are deciding either between military or college right and then you also had people as you were first sergeant and we'll have you explain like what your role was as a first sergeant as you retired but I always just thought of you as like a mama bear for other people as well pretty much pretty much um, that we're telling you like I'm just getting in because I just want free college and you had to do that as a recruiter as well so I know there are pluses and minuses to both today is kind of like a oddball podcast but it could still be useful to anyone considering like or showing the advantages of um, why maybe actually the military could be good for a few years, even if you want to start a business, where can it structure you and all that stuff. So let's get started with, if you want to do like a a quick spitball, um, what did you do as a first sergeant as you were getting out? Let's, let's Let's give some credentials on like, and this could be, okay, so to preface everyone, I did not prepare her at all for any of this because she gets overly prepared. She would have had scripts and everything. She would have read off of it, and I didn't like it. So we'll see how this goes. I didn't prepare. Dylan hates when I do this. <laughs> but Dylan's like, more difficult. So I guess like what gives you the power to say the things that you say, right? Because 
you could have somebody that was in the military. We have these guys that were in the military for two years and they act like they were in it for a career. Right. Right. Whereas you actually put a career in. I did. So you've seen all kinds of things. Yes. And okay, let's do this. Where is the military now versus where was it when you started? How is it different? All right. So I started back in 86. Um, Not to date yourself or anything. I'm dating myself. 86. Um, Back then, there was no war. It was just like Vietnam was over, there was nothing going on, so it was considered a Cold War era, just kind of quiet, nobody's deploying, everyone's just training. Well, they're deploying, but they're not deploying for war. Okay. Just training. So there would be structure in the Marine Corps as far as inspections every week, um, just accountability for a lot of different things. Difficult training was always being done. And then fast forward to Desert Storm. Which was what that was, um, That's in the early, that was 90. 90, because your sister was born right after that. So that was a short-lived war, but that was just the onset of what was coming when the towers happened in 2001. Okay. Um, once the war, Iraq, Afghanistan happened in 2003, mm-hmm. the whole military just kind of shifted. All the training that we used to do went away. Everyone was wearing desert camo. Everyone was deploying to Iraq, Afghanistan, several tours over and over and over. All the training as we knew it for about 18 to 20 years just kind of just backed up. It washed away. And these young Marines that were doing, they've been in the Marine Corps. Like, I was on recruiting duty 2000, 2002. Yeah, I remember you were on recruiting duty. Right, when the towers towers fell. We were in Claremont. Absolutely. So that those people, those young people I was putting in the Marine Corps then, all they knew of the Marine Corps was just Iraq and Afghanistan. Because essentially, as soon as they got through boot camp, they were shipped out. They, right? were, they were going to there units was no that training. were deploying. Exactly. Um, so now they're coming back. Everything's settling down. And the Marine Corps is like, okay, now we got to start training again. These young kids who are now staff sergeants or their master sergeants, they've never done the jungle training. They've done never done the cold weather training. There's so many things that they haven't done, so the Marine Corps really took a turn. And it got to the point, I'm like, I'm a dinosaur. I believe in structure. I believe this, this, and this, and this. And the everything just kind of shifted. All the all the Department of Defense has just shifted. Do you think that was just like an understaffed thing more than anything, like on, on the beginning years, and then it kind of like rippled? through it wasn't understaffed there was cutbacks there was growth there was cutbacks there was growth and then by the time I was ready to retire there was some severe cutbacks and they're still doing cutbacks so it's more of like a core rooted issue yeah it is I mean everyone's gotta as you have um, with every president there's changes Mm -hmm. with every commandant there's new changes in the Marine Corps and then You've got to take in the, you got to factor in the generation. The generation right. we have right now is a very selfish generation. And when they come into the military, they all want to know what's in it for me. Yeah. Well, there's nothing in it for you because it's a team effort. Right. So I and you can't know that firsthand because you saw it firsthand. I saw it firsthand. You had plenty of people that weren't showing up for drill and all that stuff because they, they were partying the, right. the night before right. and all that. And, and then on the active duty side, you know, they just. It was just a lot of issues. So yeah, both reserves and active duty, just a lot of issues. And and no one wanted to be held accountable. No one wanted to accept responsibility for their actions. And it got to the point, I, I can't. You can't. I can't do that. But that's premise that everything you say from here on forward shows that you've been in it for long enough, you can see the difference. Oh so yeah, a lot of changes. There's your, there's your preface of why her rank is where it is. We're dinosaurs and a lot of us retired because it's because just it. too crazy. So. Right? 
Um, I think most people listening to this podcast, if they were even going to consider the military, um, they'd be better off going officer over enlisted, which a lot of people don't understand that there's two different like sections of the military. So if you had to put your like 30 second spot on the difference between the two, could you do that? Yes. So if you do officer, you have to have a four year degree. Or if you're enlisted, you can go into the officer program. Officers make policies. Enlisted, people who wear the stripes, we enforce the policies. So if you're really smart, if, you, if you're witted, quick-witted, you can think well, you can write well, you'd probably be good in the officer um, corps because you're there to make policies. Mm-hmm. And then people like me who wear the stripes on our arms where you send the policies down, we enforce those policies, we make those policies happen. Okay, so officers are the C-suite guys, right? And enlisted are kind of like the, the grunt workers putting the... The lower enlisted, the higher enlisted, enlisted we're C-suite people. You're still people. C-suite yep. people. It's just kind of like two different right. levels. It's almost like the C-suite people that have done it or they're there because they've done it. Right. Right, over 20 years, where it's exactly. the officers are like, well, I have a degree. Yeah, they come in. Some of them have that arrogance. Some yeah. of them, like... Travis, our my son-in-law, Travis's brother-in-law, um, he comes in and he works hard and he learns and yeah. he leads well. So there are people like him as well. Porsche's starting to listen to this, so I was trying to leave him out. There was a few times oh. he crossed my mind and I was uh-huh. like, uh, and then I was like, uh, yeah. you brought it and you did it in a compliment, so that was good. Right, and, and I did that because when he was ready to make a decision, he called me and said, what, do, what should I do? Should right. I go um, reserve infant, you know, reserve enlisted or should I go officer? I'm like, dude, you got a degree. You are going to get bored in the re, the enlisted reserve ranks. I just because I just don't know how Travis yeah. thinks. Well, you told me the same thing. You would have. You right? would have never made it in the reserve ranks because, because of how you think and how he thinks. Yeah. You guys do well in that 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 higher level. Right. Whereas me, when I went in, I just was looking to get out. I joined the Marine Corps because of the dress blues, you know. But as I was in, and the Air Force recruiter wasn't in. He was never in his office. Right. <laughs> yeah. But as, as I grew in the ranks and as I went to different schools, I finished, you know, I worked on college, I eventually finished my degree, you know, I got into that different mindset, but being an officer was never a desire of mine. So would you say to somebody, because I think we could have somebody listen to this at some point that maybe has no clue what they're going to do, oh, right, yeah. at all. Um, would you recommend, let's say somebody who doesn't have a degree, is the military in your personal opinion. Yes. And Megan brought up a really good point. She's like, is her mom allowed to talk about any of this? Like, yes. could she get into trouble? No. I, I was like, I think it's just personal opinions, right? It's not like stating anything, but like, is the military still a good option for somebody if they're like, I have no clue what I wanna do, period. Yes. You can still learn like trades and skills and stuff inside of that, right? Trades or, and skills are a lost art. Nowadays, coming back. we know that Mike right. Rowe is like they're the, starting to the, come back. The president of correct. Them. So my thing with trades and skills, there's always going to be a need for trades and skills. People are just, a lot of times kids are going to college now just to go to college, and then they're get, getting a degree in art. Who cares? Basket weaving is ridiculous. So Underwater. let's find Underwater. out what you're good at. So when I was on recruiting duty, and it's no different than now, you get a, a young kid, they don't know what they want to do. So the Marine Corps. Air Force, Army, Navy, all of them will offer you not only a skill set, but they'll offer you leadership training. And, you know, just there's so many different things you learn. You learn some discipline. You learn um, character traits. You learn, you just learn how to be a well-rounded individual. And that's why I think the military is really good 
for it. Yeah. Would, but then, would you recommend when you're going in looking at it as a career nowadays? Because I think back in the day, a lot of people went in like, I can make a career out of this. Yes. Right? Or would you recommend on the enlist? We're talking about just enlisted and then we're going to switch to officer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So on the enlisted side, would you be looking at it as like, you should be making this, try to make this a career or like, hey, get in, learn something and be ready to get out because... Yeah. And it really depends on personalities because I, I know a lot of Marines that came in with the intention of making a career and realized it wasn't for them. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's only good for four years or five years or six years and it's time right. to go. Nowadays, with some of the jobs that you that, that they offer in the Marine Corps, civilian sector will pay you a whole lot more. Right. Like if you do logistics in the Marine Corps, you're gonna make a lot of money on the outside. If you do intelligence, you're gonna make a lot of money on the outside. Um, so in that aspect, some of those people are just chasing the dollar, not necessarily chasing what makes them happy right um with me i could have chased a dollar a few times but i enjoyed what i did so i made it a career and when i went in a career wasn't even an option it's just like go let me see then and i figure out from there so what about the officer's side because now we're talking to people who like have a college degree right right and we look at it i mean dylan and i are probably closer to this than like obviously you are right but I have a lot of peers who have degrees and you know some of them are doing really well but some of them are still only making like thirty five forty thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. right and that's like the premise more and more people I mean I remember at one point when the like we we were and I've talked about this on the podcast before like the store getting close to being in I was like I gotta go find a job right right and, 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 and I was and, always saying you have a degree you can go in the military. but I was look but like even yeah Megan's like I didn't sign up for that and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it I was trying to look at the pilot route again I was like can I go back in um, but like the average person with a degree like I was looking all over the place and you're lucky to make thirty five forty thousand dollars right. a year on an entry level whereas in the military you can make a lot more, you can't can. you, with that degree? You can. And a lot of people don't think about that. You are, the military will cut you off at age 32, I think, 28 to 32, right in there. So if you're a young man or woman coming out of college and you just don't know what you want to do, the military is a great option just to kind of guide you and, you know. Kind of take you to that next level. You can travel, you get paid well, you have benefits. There are so many pluses to it plus you make lots of good friends you're never in one place more than three or four years which was a benefit because i never like to be in one place more than three or four years and that's and for enlisted and officer in yeah central florida that's the oddball thing. we ended up staying here i know because of the duty just kept me in the area but um and some people are able to swing that but i think if you're a young person coming out of college and you just don't have a job and jobs are not abundance right now the military is a great option however the military is also making cutbacks as well and they're only taking really good highly qualified people I was gonna say it's kind of funny because people always go like I'll just go in the military yeah. and they don't realize it's actually super hard to get in nowadays, it's very difficult especially on the officer side of yeah it's very difficult even when I was in um, just to get in and it's there's it's and because they're cutting back on numbers again they're even making it more difficult for people to re-enlist so um, this when I go see Travis and Portia, I want to learn a little bit more because now that he's going into officer recruiting, he's going to know some of the ins and outs that I don't know anymore. I just want to see what the Marine Corps is looking for because to re-enlist in the Marine Corps is very difficult. They've changed the structure of the physical fitness test, all the other testing that you do, all the schools that you do. So it's not easy to stay in. Right. Um, okay, so 
we've talked to the people that are the younger listeners that are like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. It is a good option both Very ways if option. you can. Let's talk to the middle-aged guys, and we know a few of them that mm-hmm. come through our store, right. that are either a, thinking about getting out or about to get out or already got out and are considering going back in. Yep. And if that guy's listening, he knows exactly who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say his name. Um, good buddy comes in the store. Um, I guess it depends on who you are as a personality too, but a lot of, I guess I'm going to I'm gonna let you reaffirm this because I hear it all the time. It's not as good on the outside nope. as people think it is, right? And you've been there because you just exactly. got out. How long has it been? Three or four years now? I retired six years ago. Six years ago. Time flies. You ever regret it? Yes. Yeah? I to do. a degree? I do. I don't I don't want to play the politics and that's what it's become. Like at my rank, one more rank, there's more a lot more politics. And I'm not a politic type of person. I want to be in the mix with the Marines. And that's what I miss. I think more than anything I miss the camaraderie okay. of the Marines and my friends. That's what I miss. But it's not always easier to just find a job. It's out very there. difficult. The grass is not always greener on the other side because I tell people once you mow the grass. There's all kinds of junk underneath the weeds. And the military and civilian world are the same. There's always going to be people in charge. There's always going to be the worker bees. It doesn't matter what you do. So people are like, I'm going to get out of the Marine Corps because I don't like being told what to do. Well, guess what? you got to get a civilian job, and you're always going to have a boss. You have it made in the military. Like in the Marine Corps, we'd be in the office at 730. You leave at 430. You get three-day weekends, four-day weekends. If there's nothing going on, go home early. Two-hour lunch breaks to an go hour like, and a half eat to two and hours to work out. out. You know, I mean, we're gonna lose Dylan. He's you, gonna go. <laughs> you He's had go. it made in the military. Plus, all your benefits, your pay, everything. Yeah. It was just, it was a great way of life. You're not gonna find that out here anywhere. You're punching a time clock. You're not, you're not just jawjacking with people. There's just so many things you can't do. You can't leave and go work out and then come back. You can't leave for an hour and a half for lunch and then come back. You know, you, you just, there's so many things you can't do. Granted, uh, and I, I swear there would be that one person, that one freaking person that like dislikes this or comments, well, what about war, right? And they're yes. like, you have to go to war. Like, okay. awesome. obviously it's fine, but A, we're, we're not in war times as much right now, although we still haven't people pulled out of the Middle East. Right, yeah, people right. are still deploying to a degree. You're not having to spend, and I, I will I will debunk one, you know, my brother-in-law, he has to deploy all the time, but I, I'm on the road for like three or four too. days a week right. right now as well, traveling so much. So mm-hmm. like, and I know plenty of salespeople that literally travel two weeks at a time, three weeks at a time. So like, what you are missing is you're not going to go to war and risk getting shot at to a degree maybe right there's some there's some pluses and minuses but the guys that are also thinking about getting out aren't really talking about that and so like i'm talking to you and the commenters right now who don't know what you're talking about at all right the the people we we talk to these people on a daily basis and they're not talking about like well i could get shot at they're just like well i don't like the leadership so i want to get out and go into this so well, when it comes to the Stop war, and that was an issue before um, when 9-11 happened and 03, the war started, that was a huge issue. Because a lot of people, well, I just want to join the Marine Corps, the Army, Air Force, so I can get college benefits. No. you got to give something to get something because there's nothing free in this world. 
So you have to be willing to sacrifice for your country. And that's the difference. People are like, well, I don't want to go to war. Okay, well, you really don't love this country enough to do your part. And that's why I think I think everyone should do their part one way, shape, or another. Even if you're not going to serve in the military, do your part in other ways to give back. Well, the military-industrial like complex itself, way back in the day, was the reason that women entered the workforce Absolutely. down the road. Yeah. Like if it wasn't, like all the guys disappeared out of the warehouses so and the, the women, women had there. to step into those right. warehouses. That's where Rosie Riveter, Rosie the River came about. So all those um, car plants up in Michigan and Detroit, that's where they were making the B-52 bombers. So when all the guys went to war, they stopped making cars and now all the women are working those plants and they're building their planes, they're building the engines, the, all Rosie the things. Rosie the Riveter? Rosie the Riveter. Is that like a real person or like she a generic is. name? Nope, she's a real person and that came out of that era in World War II when all the women were working and building the planes in Detroit. Dang. Cool. Okay, so we would recommend then like let's give a firm recommendation or are you saying you can't really give a firm recommendation if you're in right now is it really depend on the skills that you have and what you're looking at getting out to decide if you should get out or if you should stay in because i know you always tell travis like make this a career but i yeah to him you go like you could make this a career because of so 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 far you've seen his trajectory in the travis past years. is very good at what he does yeah and Travis can go far in the Marine Corps because he's so good at what he does. Um, and he's got a wife that grew up in the Marine Corps. She can handle sometimes <laughs> without her. daily phone calls. <laughs> she can handle what comes her way because she grew up in the Marine Corps, so she knows. So now she's just at a different level. I think that Travis can go far. But there's some people that can't handle what the Marine Corps dishes out, and those are the people I really think they need to look at. Other routes. Okay, so say we'll 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 conclude this out a little bit. Say you are you've decided you're getting out of the military, whether officer enlisted. Mm -hmm. You have six months to go, three months to go, whatever, because you know pretty far in advance that you're going to be stepping out. It's not a like the corporate do. world where it's like somebody walks in and goes, "You're fired," exactly. or you give a two week notice and like that's that. Right. Um, what can you be doing in these stages to bolster yourself up to find a job? Or, yeah, we're gonna go find a job because you know, like if you're an entrepreneur listening to this and you wanna get out and start your own business, like there's plenty of guys that are like previous military that have grown massive businesses. It's, listen to our other podcast to find out that stuff. But let's say you're gonna step into a job or you'd want to step into a job, you're not have entrepreneur aspects. You're listening to this because you want to get like financial advice or whatever. Right. What can you be doing to bolster yourself up? Where can you be looking? Who's hiring veterans right now? Like, what can you be doing to set yourself up to have a job when you get out? Because a lot of veterans don't they find don't. jobs. They don't. Um, and because a lot of people, and it's super unfortunate, but they don't understand how that person thinks. You guys think differently. And if you, we, like, yeah, if you don't know how to if you don't know what to expect and you don't know how to manage it, it's very hard to understand that, like as somebody listening to that employee, right? Um, so you as an employee, so like are, do you know of any places that are known to hire? Yes. I need to get Boggs on here at some point too, because he's- Boggs like, would be really good. He'd he's be so really well cool connected. to have on this, yeah. yeah. So there are a lot of veteran friendly businesses out there. And you will find when you get ready to step out of the military, it doesn't matter what branch you are in, 
they have transition classes that you have to go through that helps you for insurance that helps you for the medical helps you answers all the questions of things you're going to deal with when you step out welcome of back the to military. the private sector we welcome have to figure back, out everything right. else to yourself your resume is huge and believe it or not a lot of people when they step out of the marine corps do not have a resume and they need to have a resume because everything you do in the marine corps is worth college credits every school you attend in the marine corps everything you do boot camp gives you college credits because of i don't even know what it, it covers but there That's are so many things that gives you college credits but not only that there's so many skills that you get that you can build a resume off of that so a resume is important but there are a lot of veteran friendly businesses out there so there's always job fairs on every military installation people you can work for the government you can work for a government contractor there's so many different avenues you can go you can take your skill set and apply it to a civilian job within the Marine Corps Navy Air Force Army it doesn't matter so there are a lot of avenues but some people just want to get out and come back home without thoughts without thinking it through nothing and they get here and we see them and what do they do they go work at the prison that's because true. Because there's actually. nothing else here because they didn't have a plan. All right, what are we going to do? And let's get real. A lot of, the, I mean, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's just what I see. A lot of the people going into the military are coming from small rural towns. They are. It's just like a different demographic, it's a different thought right. process as you're raised, all of that. Um, I mean, we grew up in a city, but I was raised military, so like I see it, but there wasn't many people going into the military out of the city. Not where we were at. Yeah, it's no. not really a thing. So, all these guys moving back home, they often move back home to literally, guys and girls, I apologize, they move back home to literally nothing or like a little plant. Exactly. Like that. And that's what happened when I was on recruiting duty. I was in Winter Haven, Florida, and if anyone knows about Winter Haven, there ain't nothing there. Um, but these kids that I put in the Marine Corps would get out and go back home. To what? Yeah. You know, I mean, take what you've learned and go somewhere else and do it because there's not close family ties. If there was close family ties, I get that. Yeah. But the kids I put in the Marine Corps, there wasn't close family ties. You know, that's that's one of the reasons why they wanted to get out. Plus, Winter Haven was not a good place for a lot of these kids. They needed to get out of Winter Haven. Um, so why do you come back? Yeah, why comfort do you come zone. Back? It's a comfort zone. Which we've known in general, and this is just your regular business advice, like if you ain't out of your comfort zone, you're not gonna you're not going to grow. We're not going to go. We and constantly we live have been out, out of our comfort, comfort zone, zone for the forever. past five, five years. It's just, well, I've been out of mine for the past nine. And then since you came on board, we yeah. definitely have been out of our comfort zone. So, yeah. But we didn't come back to a little town that we grew up in either. None well, of this. where are we sitting right well, now? Well, Crystal it's River. It's so funny because I took Megan to Crystal River yesterday. Because we did have time there, yeah. And that was her first there. time that... I didn't, and I didn't realize this. That was her first time that she had been to Crystal River outside of just stopping at the store. I did not know so that. So she never got to explore. Okay. She's never been on the water or anything. Which is just a nice time and to visit. That's it. You, you know, know and there. I'm talking, I'm like, oh, we're not going anywhere right now. Like, this is this is now, like, Crystal River is 35 minutes away. Yeah. When we go to the water, that's probably where we'll be going that's unless we go place. to the lake, like right. Lake Weir or something. And I was like, Megan, this just became real. I was like, because I was a kid tubing mm -hmm. on this water and stuff like yeah. on the boat and I swore when we moved to Tampa that I would never come back here never and say now never. I'm going to be raising a family here and I'm yeah. like what the heck but Ocala's a nice place to raise family now oh I agree 100%. you know 30 years ago Ocala was a sleepy town and everyone wanted it that way it was a pass through town it was a pass through it, you had it was your money with farms. the horses and that was that lots of old money is in Ocala everyone's quiet here 
It's a ton of money and everyone's quiet about it. It was very quiet. Whereas like you go down to Tampa and everyone's broke and financing everything. Yeah. (laughs) We knew that the high school you went to. Everyone had a Porsche, no no Lamborghinis, but everyone had these expensive cars. Was there any Lamborghinis? So yeah. So yeah, lots of money flashing. (laughs) Lots of money flashing, but up here no one flashes their money. Yeah, you have this few nice cars and you can't figure out who owns them. If you want to see money flash, you just drive by all the farms. That's yeah, where the money is. Millionaires, billionaires row. Billionaires row, two twenty-five a. I told Megan because we're, I mean, you know, this we're constantly looking to try to find some property. I'm like, there's tons of. When we were driving yesterday, it was just like for sale, for sale, for I sale. Know. And I was like, there's tons of property to buy farmland. I was like, we just can't afford it. I know. <laughs> like, I know. It's insane. Like people are like, oh, just you know, go buy ten or twenty acres out in the Midwest. You could do that for like probably twenty grand. You can. Down here, it's like hundred grand. For Seven acres. It's ridiculous. Get what you want. I know. Um, Ma, thanks for coming on. That's it. We're done. That's it. Dang. You I'm always say I'm, longer. Yeah, I, I. You always say I like to like I should make these longer, but I don't know. I'm trying to stick to my core thought of when we started this until people start telling us to change it. Of like, you know, the average I want to be able to, out here is thirty to forty five minutes. Yeah, but to I an want hour. I want people to be able to get in their car. The uh-huh. average commute is probably what thirty minutes, well, right? For me, it's twenty. Yeah. Um, oh, is this a UPS guy? Pause this real quick. Good. Anywho, I think we were talking about length. So I really want people to be able to like listen to this in their car on their like drive and mm-hmm. then be done with it. Mostly because that's how I listen to podcasts. I don't have time to sit there and listen to like an hour long podcast, except when I'm traveling. But what I do is I'm driving. If I get to my destination, I just turn it off. And then when I get back in my car, I turn it back on. Just finish listening to it. I don't want people to break for me. I do for you guys all the time. I interrupt your podcast when I get to the store. You I interrupt stop. Interrupt podcast. Yep, I interrupt it. I turn off the car. I keep this thing so I, short, man. And then when I get back in the car, I turn it back on. Okay, well, maybe. So I just longer. wish they were a little bit longer because twenty minutes isn't long enough. Well, you know, we're just. I listen to hour-long podcasts all the time. Well, I'm not an hour-long talker yet. Craig Rochelle, is, he's he's an hour-long talker. Yeah. But he does. But his his leadership podcasts are twenty to twenty-five minutes. Thank you. I totally get that. Boom. Yeah. Tidbits. And he There's has all people talking the meat. your ear off right. in the podcast he puts space. all the meat. I don't like. I don't want to sit around and uh, what we're doing right now and just like randomly talking about random crap that people, people don't do care that. about. How yeah. do they make a podcast popular by doing that? That's my point. I want. To, I want to be like the bread and butter, the meat and potatoes. Like this is what you get. You get it. You move on. We'll give you a quick news update if, if anything happened that's actually worth talking about, and then we'll give you some advice, and then peace out. You find want to go. If you want to see us goof off, go watch our YouTube channel. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what we do that one for, or like our other business stuff. Like, we do we have that? We have to finish that one with Zach before you post it, right? Or is it yeah, already? We have to finish that, which means um, today's after our videos we don't have. So what I'm gonna do is push the uh, the short clip of the bike. Mm. I don't even. Video. I'm surprised we even need to. Anywho, you know we'll you re- you later. realize if you ever bring James on, you're gonna have to make it longer than 20. Oh minutes yeah, because James talks. There's like right, and you're gonna probably have a list of questions you want to ask him. Yeah, that one will have you to have be a to little keep bit more him on track. I would be James fun, goes off track real quick. I swear, but, sometimes he's got ADD. That'd be fun though. That guy has an interesting career. He is. Thing. Yeah, we were Marines together, and. Uh, his he, parents, as a matter of fact, the reason why I met James was when we first moved to Tampa. Um, I needed 
someone to help watch you guys and he told me about his mom and dad yeah. and I just I didn't know James's people. background at all I just didn't know anything I just I trusted him and because um, he's a marine and we we work together and come to find out it's just it was good friendships for all of us all around yeah. he's a good guy yeah no we'll have to do a long one and I'm sure we'll do long ones here and there but I don't know if you wanted to do a long one I just like was trying to get some bread and potatoes of Memorial Extended Memorial bread Day. Potatoes. We should have done. We should have done this on Memorial Day, but Extended Memorial Day. Yeah, but podcast. I think it would have had a different vibe if it was on Memorial Day because Memorial Day is such a, a sacred day. Although, oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, isn't really treated that people, way. People, people weren't gonna listen to it. On, well, maybe somebody would listen to it on Memorial right. Day, but it's not like everyone would listen to it on Memorial Day, anyways. But if it was the Memorial Day podcast, right. And no, uh, we should have. We didn't even talk about anything about Memorial Day. We didn't. But you had a good Memorial Day event, so. I did. That's all that matters. I, I, draw, I donned my dress Look blues. at you. You're like getting more into the community and everything. That's what I, I want to do. do. That's what I need to do. You, I need that. You're trying to retire from the store, and I'm not letting you retire yet. So. I'm not trying to retire from the store. She's trying to retire. She's but I just, I want to get more involved in the community <laughs> so that we can bring our store more into the community than what Megan. it is. Megan's like, She's going to take those few hours in the morning and mop her kitchen. No, I'll <laughs> take those few hours in the morning and I'll go to the gym. <laughs> I ain't mopping my kitchen because that, that, that kitchen's so small. What we're going to be renting, I can have that mopped in five minutes. But, no, um, no, no excuses anymore. Exactly. I guarantee you. So, Dylan, I don't know if you know this or not, but we're moving into the... We both sold our houses. We're in the process of selling our houses. The only nice community that actually makes sense price-wise in this area, it, it's just one community. Otherwise, you overpay. You're going right. to have a lot of tenants you don't want in there. So we're both moving into the same apartment complex until we decide where we're going next on whatever houses we have. But Don't even I, get me started. But what I'm getting at is I guarantee I'll still beat you to the store. You probably will. There we go. It's okay. But uh, Dylan will beat you both. You. Dylan, Dylan drives, will beat us both. We're going to drive five minutes. Dylan drives 40 to 45, <laughs> and he's still going to beat us both to the store. And we're only driving five minutes because of traffic, because it's only 1.5 miles, maybe two. You should start riding your bicycle. I should. You should. Yeah. Except but then I'll be all hot and sweaty by the time I get here. Florida heat. But uh, it's, it's going to be good. And even though we're going to be living in the same complex, we probably won't see each other at much unless our dogs play in the dog park, which we will do that. I told Megan, I said, Boundaries, and she's like, "You can't tell your mom that there's boundaries." I said, "Watch me." You don't have to though, because I know what that's like growing up. Because my grandmother used to, I was just pop in all the time, and it drove my mom crazy. You're be so like, you want to totally hang out? Bad. And I'm gonna go. No boundaries. The hey. first few times I'm gonna be sure, mom, come on over. And there's gonna be a point where I'm gonna go. No, I'm not home. <laughs> Travis, I see your car in the driveway. <laughs> oh, I have Megan's car. Travis, I saw her car like two <laughs> spots down. Well, I don't know. I'm on a I walk somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but Lost Marg's right around the corner with Bogo Margaritas. Lost Marg's, so. Dillard's. So me all we have me to, and Megan will be shopping. All we have to do is get Dylan down into Ocala now. Yeah, him and Tiff. No, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. Yeah, you're you, help convinced. Convince yeah. Tiffany. And then, well, then that's where we'll use Megan to convince Tiffany. Well, no, because that's hard because Megan still likes Gainesville. She wanted to move north of Gainesville. But then Zach's starting to like consider... MCSO, right? He's like, I'm. A, I told Megan, I was like, I'm gonna start poaching everyone Everyone's out of Gainesville to Ocala. and show them that Ocala is a better place to build a family. It really is. Gainesville is a cool place to go to school and live your first 20, 21, 22. Yeah. When you're ready to put family down, that's not a good place to do yeah. it. No, it's not a family yeah, town. I do not want to stay there. But 
in our in, in Megan's defense, three years ago, Ocala wasn't a family town either. It wasn't, but it is now. Yeah, it it's was becoming more and more. Ocala was old people in the villages, right. essentially, right? That's what everyone knew of Ocala. And like there was barely any young people. And then we sat on the square a few days ago, and it was just like. It's happened again. Families everywhere. Yeah. Like Megan, I told you. Yep. So you got the square, you got World Equestrian Center, you've got the. Um, the, the park out there by us, by Westport High School. Now they're building a new aquatic center. Yeah. And they're just, they're making it so families want to come. They're building that new development, Kalisa, for families. Yeah. And it's going to be based almost like Nakati up in Pontevedra. Well, Vedra. you know what it is, though? It's Ocala is turning into an industrial and distribution town. It is. All the businesses are coming here. There's no really, there's tech going to Gainesville, right? I mean, tech's going to Gainesville, of, more or less. Yeah, tech's going to Gainesville. But the tax but, base is cheap here, and that's why yeah, people Yeah, Elytra County here. is way too expensive. But um, business that actually needs, like, tons of employees to push product, mm -hmm. it's all coming here. They're not going to Gainesville. Nope. At all. And so Gainesville you, probably you need a place to put all them. those families. Exactly. You know? It'd be good. It'd be good growth yeah, for us. You can get plastic straws here. You still get paper straws in Gainesville. And we're open. We've been open. We have been open. We've so, been open ever Although since. we were just in Gainesville and like There's they finally, open. they dropped their mask policy. That Did nice. they? Yeah. But a lot yeah. of We went to Grub and like most of the employees weren't wearing masks either. I was like. Now see, there's a lot of restaurants oh. here. The employees are still wearing masks, but you don't have to wear a mask when you go in. But That's better than the Chipotle employee handing me a mask with his dirty food gloves and then going back to making food and then handing the people behind me a mask wearing his dirty food gloves i'm like critical thinking man i know i keep one mask in my car That's just in case we have in like the future. let's think critical Gosh. common sense man no one that's has been it. lost no one has common sense no no one has to learn we could we could go for days on this one <laughs> let's not go down that boat yeah dylan wants in on that one mom common sense we have to go open the store because you have to go you I'm know take my cats to the vet do like every other thing under the sun i can't blame you because I, I have to do a lot of stuff nowadays too so thanks again yes it's been fun thank you see this was like not having a script was a lot more chiller wasn't it admit it <laughs> sure yes <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.